You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Today we're speaking with Dr. Mercedes Colburn, and we're just going to stay on a first-name basis today with us. Um, She has an amazing background, not only in iridology, but in herbology and nutrition, and she is also a doctor of naturopathy. Yay, another naturopath here today. (laughs) So um, we are, anyway, we're going to have a really great time talking. You know, we love talking about horses, and I think dogs and horses are right up there for you and me, and um, I know as a child I was a horse. (laughs) So, So today we're going to be talking all about this and really explain what iridology is and I mean it, it's just exactly what it sounds right Jeannie iridology yep study of the iris actually a study of the iris we'll be right back time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets and while we're doing that you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors naturally pet talk naturally we'll be right back like 291 is now boarding. All passengers, please proceed to gate 4. And who's this traveling with us today? This is Bailey. She's never flown Midwest Airlines before. Hi, Bailey. <coughs> She'll be fine. We take special care of our traveling pets. In fact, our premier pet program was created by an employee and dog lover who believes that pets should be handled as precious cargo. And they are. Oh, and they earn travel rewards, too. Oh, good. Thanks for flying Midwest Airlines, Bailey. Enjoy your flight. Visit MidwestAirlines.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Welcome to Personals.com. As a fellow cat owner, I know how finicky we are, from our friendships to our loves to just about everything. Not any old website is going to satisfy us. Here at Personals.com, cat lovers from all walks of life can celebrate the photos, the stories, and videos of their beloved family member. And if you're single, here's your chance to meet someone who's perfect for you. Share your personality today for free. See you soon. Personals.com. That's P-U-R-R-S-O-N-A-L-S dot com. Finally, a place to meet that special person. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life. 
Because they're a member of the family, keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. On demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Welcome, Dr. Mercedes. It's great to have you with us. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Now, I want our audience to know, uh, Mercedes, that you are um, really into educating, and that always... um, Uh, I say this all the time, warms the cockles of my heart when I hear somebody else really wants to educate because then we can share that exponentially with others so that more and more animals will be well naturally. Absolutely, absolutely. It's been great having an educational center out here where we teach uh, the eye of the horse and have done so for, gosh, 15 years. And um, we are now going into the uh, we've been studying the eye of the dog and the cat, and I'm just I'm just finishing a, my first book on that. So mm, uh, you have so a we, book out on the horse, though. I mean, and it's a beautiful yes. book. I mean, this whole course and everything. Would you um, want to tell everybody about that? This course called Equine Health is seen through the eye. Will show you uh, just a lot of stuff. The the eye of the horse is like a blueprint to the body of the horse, what we're seeing really leans towards what people are feeding these animals, mm-hmm. uh, how they're being treated. Um, we can see in the eye uh, inflammation, where it's located and what stage it's in, but more importantly, we can see uh, we can see toxicity in the body of the horse in the small intestines, showing that he's not getting enough fiber, there's not enough microflora in the body. Uh, we can see an artery called the mesenteric artery. Mm-hmm. It's an artery that gets all the nutrition into the intestinal system of the horse, and it gets all the toxins out. So we can see if that's clogged, the horse, uh, we're losing horses because of that one artery. Mm-hmm. And it's so and you, simple to see in the eye. What's you interesting, could, though, about that eye, you know how we've always heard the eye is the, the window? The window to the, to the soul. The soul. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the window to the body as well. Absolutely. Exactly. It it'll show you every part of the body. It'll take you through um it'll take you through the um all your intestinal systems, all your organal organ systems. It'll take you to every place in the eye and and it's it's extremely accurate. I wouldn't say it's it's just flat accurate because it takes a little knowledge when you're working with the eye to if you're seeing a marking in an eye that looks really big to understand where that marking is, and that's just kind of understanding um, the the animal. Hmm. Whether well, let's define um, iridology for the audience in case there are people that don't know what it is, Mercedes, and, and, and then we'd like to talk about how you map that. <laughs> okay. Um, iridology, iridology is just exactly what you had been saying. It is the study of the iris of the eye. Um, it is used, I use it for a blueprint to the eye. When I started, um, when I started, when I understood how, how devastating 
um, it is for the animals. I had a human practice, and I'd been in, in, an iridologist for maybe 20 years. Wow. And I was extremely busy in that business. And in the meantime, I lost two of my very, very prized horses. Mm. And, um, and I didn't have a clue what happened. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see a problem anywhere. I, I tucked them in every night to bed, big hugs and kisses, and I thought wow. everything was just perfect. And, and then the next morning, one of them, uh, one of them was sick. And, uh, and I, I, I couldn't understand why. I couldn't understand what I had done wrong. What went mm-hmm. wrong? Why did oh, these boy, animals... Oh, you sound like us. <laughs> oh, yeah. It had to be me. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, anyway, so um, when I called vets out, they said, oh, this horse colicked. Well, I'd never even heard of a colic. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, so I asked, what is a colic? Oh, well, we don't really know. It can happen if you change where they live or change feed or change... And I'd studied human iridology enough to know, no, I don't think so. There's a, there's a reason this happened. It, that was just the symptom. The colic was just the symptom. In absolutely, words. absolutely. Where, where did this start? Right. So, we, um, so I started, um, I went to uh, Long Beach, um, California, to a medical center, and I wanted uh, a camera designed that I could photograph the eye of a horse. And they pro- they thought I was just loopy. But <laughs> you, you, why do you want this camera? And <laughs> they also said you you could never do this with a horse because they're too excitable of animals. And and um, anyway, long story short, um, they designed it for me. Um, I started photographing right away, and what I saw was unbelievable. Um, I called the best vet I knew of in this area. And then I had to try to explain to her what what it is and what I'm doing, and mm. and thank goodness she was so open-minded. What a beautiful Good. vet she is! And um, she hopped on the bandwagon with me, and we designed the grid. Wow. And um, to do that grid, it took us. I had on this farm people were giving me horses that were going to be destroyed, hoping that I could. They were kind of my test clients mm-hmm. and hoping that I could save them and um, and so by photographing these horses and charting what they had, had been eating what they what their lifestyle had been and anyway to what it is now and um, all those horses were were targeted to be destroyed and so Dr. Eckett and I started with 15 horses they're still alive and well today. Oh, um, how just, wonderful. Just by what we were finding and able to correct it. Right. And as a naturopath and... Um, an Neurologist. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, all those things, I, I didn't know veterinarian medicine or I didn't know the other half. I, you almost... I had to have Dr. Eckert or I could have never done this. And um, so by her putting... Her, uh, in my dining room, it has a huge window that I can see my pastures. I can watch my horses all the time. I know mm-hmm. what's going on out here. Right. So, and I have a huge water trough right by that dining room window. So as the horses would come in from pasture to get some water, Dr. Eckert would be there sketching of how that intestinal system could possibly work. Mm-hmm. Finally, uh, we got a drawing of what this was and that's what we started working on. Mm-hmm. So we were able to locate the mesenteric artery where it is in the eye. 
we were able to locate the liver, uh, the kidneys, um, all these things that we Where it matches up in the eye, sort of like um, what we think of as reflexology with the foot. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, just absolutely. It just takes years of, 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 um, of searching and watching and looking. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so we now have a proven grid on, on the equine side. We have been able to prove this grid through veterinarian work, necropsies, um, um, a ton of horses that wave every time I go by. Um, Just so happy to be alive and be feeling well. It's just feeling well. Like we all sometimes don't feel very good, and it's usually because something we ate. Mm-hmm. Or didn't I wouldn't eat. say that. Or didn't eat, right. <laughs> well, and it's very true of our modern animals. I wouldn't say, you know, I don't oh, necessarily my, yeah. believe that they're necessarily domestic. This is what people don't understand, Mercedes, that our animals aren't necessarily domesticated. Because they live with us doesn't necessarily mean that they're domesticated. Oh, you're Their so nature right. is still wild. Absolutely. And um, so we need to accommodate that wild nature in how we feed them. The first thing is to understand that wild nature. Where and you have to be they? able to study it, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Where, where, what were they doing before we locked them up in a pasture? Right, uh, messed um, them up or all up. <laughs> yes, I, I had a friend in Utah that uh, huge, huge. She was also a naturopath, loved horses, and I was, uh, I knew that's a road I was going to take. And I went out to her ranch, and I'm sitting inside the pasture pasture was I don't know how it was huge and I'm watching these horses and where they would go to eat and this must have been a two to three day just sit down sketching where they are and what they're eating and then when I was through I could go out and find what plant were they eating Uh, one uh, I remember this one horse uh, there was burdock in this field and Mm. um, this one horse just couldn't get enough of that plant that's Mm. uh, interesting Worst tasting stuff I've ever tasted. It is kind uh, of nasty tasting, but it's sure yeah. good for you. <laughs> yes, it is. And then, um, so now I'm telling the owner there's a problem with this horse. He just mm-hmm. can't get enough burdock. And uh, sure enough, he had cancer started. So they got that taken care of. But it's just fascinating on um, just to watch. I and they'll. They'll but the wild over. ones don't don't have these kind of. I mean, their biggest no, problem are right. humans. I mean, the biggest problem for the wild animals is us. So because you know they they know they where can't to do that. Right, right. And, and they're constantly eating. I mean, they people may not know this, Mercedes, but horses have a, a small stomach, so they were yes. they were meant to be ground feeding all day long. That's right, on the ground, right, on the ground. ground, and not high up in feeders. Exactly. And another disadvantage of feeding these animals today is we don't have enough mineral in our soil to feed That's ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So the horses aren't getting it either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding horses with um, um, oh, real bad feet, uh, a lot of foot problems that not, really not get and, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. just tons of this. And, and, and they're being worked like they weren't made to be worked. Mm-hmm. In fact, all day yesterday I was working at ranches and... Um, with horses barrel racing, and um, uh, those horses weren't meant to, <laughs> you know, 
that's right. a, almost a form of abuse at at some point. You know, it's mm-hmm. really really hard on them. Yeah, and you know, yeah. they will accommodate. See, here's the thing. Here's the beauty of animals. They accommodate us. They want so much to do what we want they them to do. do. Yeah. Yeah. And they accommodate us outside of their nature. And I find that fascinating. I think, God, we're the most selfish beings on this planet. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah. And they're still trying to teach us. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And horses, uh, I think, have been uh, beasts of burden for so long. You know, when I heard that term, I just thought, boy, is that just the truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they will do just anything to please you. I I just never have seen a horse unless they've been mistreated so bad that they finally get mean. Mm -hmm. Well, people will say they're mean, but I wonder, are they really mean? Are they sick? Or have they just been mistreated to the point that they don't want much to do with us? (laughs) That's true, but they also... Don't feel very good, right? And if I, can, I don't yeah. feel very good, I'm not. I'm not real pleasant to be around. I, I know my exactly. husband. Yeah, my husband would be the first one to tell you that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but people that are sick, they're not real happy people, mm-hmm. obviously. So, and and the animals are the same way. Well, and they can't turn around and say, "Would you leave me alone? I don't feel good." But I they're don't feel telling good you. Today. They try to tell you. They, well, yeah. with their body language, horses are real body language animals. Mm-hmm. Yes, isn't that something? Yeah, they yeah. are. So they're telling you if you're paying attention, but the thing is, what if you're paying attention but you don't understand their language? That's where the problem is, <laughs> lack of education. Yeah. We don't know. Go. We yeah. just don't know. We just, uh, like when I lost my first that horse with colic, I I had no idea there was trouble. Mm-hmm. Um not until the ne- the next morning, and when he came in, he he was stretching, and I thought, well, God, you've never done that before. And then I thought, uh oh, there's a problem because he didn't want to eat, and and um, th- so by the time I caught the problem, it was too late. I had hours left with him, <sighs> and and trying to save him, keep him out of pain while he right. help him die is what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and even um, though Mercedes, that was still you were there with him, you know, and that I- yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, the last horse that I lost was a horse that had been with me forever. And, uh, he was an abused animal, and uh, he had taken two championships in Western. Po- he was a fabulous horse. Mm. In fact, my book, he's on my cover of the book. Oh, is oh, he the one? Beautiful. Oh, <laughs> he, he gorgeous. Yes. Um, but I lost him because of all the uneducated care they had given him. Um, there was so much scar tissue inside that mesenteric artery. Mm-hmm. That um, um, and, and it didn't show up on camera, even pick up. So the scar tissue I was feeding the horse so well to get his muscle muscle um, back that I was also feeding the scar tissue. I didn't understand that at that oh. point. So the scar tissue grew and finally closed off the mesenteric artery. Yikes. Ooh. So ironically, the horse, the love of my life horse that started equine iridology died of colic because the, the mesenteric artery closed on him. So, so prior to this, there was no equine iridology. You are no. the mother of equine iridology. <laughs> yes. Aww. You did. And I guess uh, Dr. Eckert, Eckert um, did help you with the, the grid. Uh, oh, my God. I couldn't have done it without her. She's brilliant. I could wow. not have done it without uh, Dr. Now Eckert. People may not understand that what you were doing was as you were building out this grid of the eye that correlates to all the different body parts as in the body, according to the eye, or familiar with reflexology, 
you mapped out how, the, according to the eye, the iris, how it correlates to what's going on right. in the body. Because our bodies and animals' bodies, everything shows up. I mean, it'll show up. Through, it shows it up. It does. Everything it, is related. There is no independent parts or independent symptoms. Right. You know, there's a lot of people that understand iridology for humans. A lot of people have had it done. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept. Uh, but when we are, when I'm, when I was working with humans, I was watching their intestinal system was the number one thing that I was watching. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um, well, the immune system is pretty much housed there primarily, anyway. So sure, there are diets really messed up our digestive system, system mm-hmm. too. If that digestive system is in trouble, I think Dr. Jensen uh, said death begins in the colon. Yes. And, uh, and I kind of questioned that as years went by studying with him. I think maybe it might have started in the stomach. And if the stomach doesn't get it, it can't give it to the, the colon, right? Well, if it's not mm-hmm. going to assimilate it and, and be able exactly. to utilize those, good that point. nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. you were just talking about um, Dr. Bernard Jensen. Yes. Right. And he is what has he's been coined the father of iridology for humans, exactly. right? Right. Uh-huh. He was a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous gentleman. But he, there is a history to iridology that was um you said it goes back to the 1800s. Yes, it does. It goes back to um Hungary. Um uh Dr. Uh, Pesley who uh when he was young captured an owl in his garden. And as the owl struggled to get away from him, uh, uh, the the leg was broken. He broke the owl's leg, mm. and um, oh, he was sick. He he got this thing all taped up and whatever doctor whatever he did as a kid, and then kept him in the garden and um, and watched this thing heal. But he watched his eye. The eye was so big, and he saw this black line go right down where uh, in his eye. And um, he and uh, healing this owl, he watched that black line disappear, um, fade oh out. Oh my goodness, that's cool! And um, the horses will do the same thing. Mm-hmm. The horses that if you see a, a really white line in a horse, you can correct that. You you can correct them really pretty fast. Uh, a human, not so much, not so fast. Right. It takes us years, but. If I'm feeding an herb to an animal or to a horse, he doesn't know I'm an herbalist. He doesn't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he doesn't go, oh, come on, lady. Fix <laughs> <laughs> me. Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. But if I give the same herb to a client who can't go to the bathroom, for an right. example, um, she's, come on, lady, this, you know, come on, you're, you know. So, um, anyway... We're used to that natural health, you know? We're used to that response. And yet, natural health was the primary health until um, modern science decided to take over. And that's what's interesting to me. This is ancient healing. Uh, Yes. Ancient healing, and and it makes sense. It makes plain sense if you understand how every part of the body is interdependent. And you know, you mentioned uh, when modern science came in, what the ancient science, what we're trying to do now is trying to correct what modern science has done. Yay! There mm-hmm. you go. That's a good way of putting that. I like that. Uh, right. It is. I mean, okay. they do have their place, and I will say this over and over oh and over God, again. Yeah. They have their place in heroics and emergency acute care and for diagnostics. But yes. you know what you're saying with iridology? There's diagnostics right there. 
Absolutely. And they have almost closed me down by using that word. Yeah, uh, and we can't use that word. We it's not allowed to everybody word. out right. there. <laughs> Natural no. health, we're not allowed to say anything works. <laughs> no, right. you have to really watch your words when you're, yeah. when you're writing I mean, a book or, you know, when you're speaking to anybody. Um, there is no... There's Excuse no me, cure and there's no healing, but the, and that's, that's what right. they say. But I mean, the ancients did all these things. That's right. They certainly did, and they healed these animals and they healed themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, uh, they didn't have modern diagnostic no, tools. No. So there had to be a way to do this, and I think that pretty much growing up, people were because they lived off the land. They they knew what herbs did, and I mean, because it was just part of everyday life. Yes. We got yes. away from that. So our show and your work are, are, and everybody else that we talk with are bringing it back to the knowledge of modern man. I think it has to come back. I don't think the earth really can do without, without the herbs, without the food. Without, and all herbs are as a food. Right. Um, without the stuff that we use today, the microflora we're putting back in the horses, mm-hmm. um, the main thing that you hear if somebody says, oh, my horse has been sick and I've had him on antibiotics for months. Right. Yeah. No, right. Oh, my God. Yeah. What do yep. you do? And the horse will eat it because she's feeding it to him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and, they, yeah. and, and they'll do, they'll give they, whatever we give them. That's just how they That's are. It. That's when it. We, we're going to take a short break, Mercedes. And when we come back, we'd like to talk with you about your um, iridology program and all that you're doing to help bring this uh, to the to help people understand, I mean, you're working with horses now, but again, it's going to be dogs and cats also. So that's really Absolutely. good news for for the small animal owners as well as the horse owners. So we'll be right back. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally. We'll be right back. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ready to take a walk? Not just you, but your whole family. It's the 2008 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 8th from 9 to 4 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. 
pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet related. Whisker Walk 2008, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Hello, I'm Kim Bloomer. Together with Jeannie Thomason, we're your hosts. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Mercedes Colburn, another naturopath. She's uh, an herbalist and... She is the mother of equine hybridology. <laughs> I've just invented a new term for you. <laughs> a new name for you. Dude, I'm fully a mom. I've waited so long. Uh, we're, we're animal moms is what we are. And, um, Absolutely. And I think it's really great that you really put, I mean, this was a lot of hard work and effort that you put into putting this equine grid together. And we're going to invite our audience to go to equineiridology.com. And I think we probably should spell the iridology. It's I-R-I-D-O-L-O-G-Y.com. And we'll have those links on our main site as well for you to go and visit. Um, And you can read the articles about what Mercedes went through to put this together. It was not just one of those things that you went, oh, you know, look at the eye and go put this little map together. <laughs> yeah. Far cry from that, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It took a lot of, it t- took 10 years to put the uh, large intestine together. Wow. Now, how much different is it than looking at a human eye, um, you know, as far as where the different body parts are, Mercedes? You know, it's real different from the human eye only because of the intestinal system. Ah, so different. Okay. But we, in, in working with the dog and the cat, mm-hmm. if if you have any iridologists in your um, audience, uh, they are probably know about Bernard Jensen's grid. Um, I can use that same grid for a dog or a cat because the intestinal system is the same. We have the yeah. ascending, transverse, and descending. Oh, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying because the horses really looks different, and you actually have a, a nice drawing of it on your site, so people can see their intestines, how it looks, and versus their stomach. Oh my goodness, it's just so yeah. Small. Mm. And their duodenum is quite different too. Right. Yes, it is. Yeah, they they're real. Um, they're real. Um, even though they're so big and strong, they're so fragile. 
mm-hmm. these animals are so fragile. And that they're a prey animal, which people, you know, there there is a difference in how the prey animals anatomically are and are are designed versus the carnivore. And since we're we're kind of in the middle, <laughs> yes. And dogs and cats are more. You know, the only difference probably with the dog and a cat is that they have a bit of a shorter intestine, maybe a smoother intestine because they are carnivorous. So. Uh, and, and, but I mean, they would be more. That's why we've used them. I don't like talking about this, but that's why we've used them in research so much. I think because they are similar to us. Yeah. Uh, when I started uh, doing the eye, and when um, uh, talking to Dr. Eka again, that it is the same intestinal system as the human, I was relieved. I sure didn't want to have to go through that intestinal. Mm. We did. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> well, tell our audience about your program because this is a certificate. People can get certified in um, equinoidology. Sure. Uh, the course that we have is um, an equine iridology certification course. It'll certify you as a technician of equine iridology. Um, it uh, includes uh, a book that I just finished. It's the newest book out. And that book has in all my uh, research is in that book. So even things that I can't prove yet, but I can't. Uh, and if I tell you I can't prove them, for some reason they'll let me print it. Well, because they can say it's <laughs> anecdotal. So it just I cannot. I don't have the the proof behind some of this, other than historically. It has proven over and over and over and over again. You mean it worked? <laughs> <laughs> it appears to work, however it you worked. say it. Yeah, and um, so uh, because of that, we could put that in with the book. So the book is, is just tremendous. Uh, the new barn grid goes right along with that book. It's just as brand new as the book is, the course is. Along with the course, when people are doing this study, it's real hard. I'm a kind of person, if I'm trying to learn something, I've got to see it, feel it, touch it. Right. So to just listen or read a book, it, it just is one level for me. It's, um, I think it's so, one level for everybody. you really got to get in there and, and experience it. I think so. I want to see it and touch it, and mm-hmm. I want to know about it. But anyway, I so I put in a one of my original CDs that I had made out of Australia, and that's all the eyes of the horses that I was using in those days. Oh, so it, wow. it gives an idea of what this, what we're talking about. If I'm talking about a mesenteric artery in a horse, it's on the seat. It's right there. It'll show you where that mesenteric artery is in the horse. Right. Um, after they do all the the book and the and uh, study the book, the grids and and the CD, then uh, you have a test and. Um, and after the test, uh, you get this beautiful certificate. I have to say it's just beautiful because I've never gotten one of those. No. <laughs> I've given them, but I've just never gotten those. Wow. Um, it is a beautiful uh, certificate, and um, that shows you as a technician that we have technicians all over the world. We're in Germany, we're in France, we're in Belgium, we're all over the world. Wonderful. But but as a technician, uh, the reason I chose that is because there really is no such thing as an as a iridologist, a certification to be an iridologist. Uh, Dr. Jensen certified, and and, uh, I've been certified by many uh, doctors, 
Mm-hmm. But there's really not such, there's no such thing. Right. The words are kind of wrong. So mm. uh, I, I decided that I would use the word technician. They've studied very hard to be a technician of equine iridology, and they know what's up, and I trust every one of them that's out there. So could you someone have, do an online search if they'd wanted to find um, an equine iridology technician in their area? Or do you uh, have a list of them on your website? I do have a list of them on my website and where they're at. Great. Um, and like I say, we're all over. We're in Sweden. We're every place. Wow. And you have other courses also, though, don't you? Yes. Than, I mean, you have several courses listed on your products um, under on, on your website at equineiridology.com under the yes. product. Uh-huh. And, um, we have a, one is, is the book, right? The Equine Health is Seen Through the Eye? Yes, that's the book. And um, the things that I have on, on my website on services, I work with some of the most talented, talented people. Uh, one of them is uh, an animal communicator by the name of Georgina Sears. Jo- Georgina is in, um, she's in Canada. Um, she has absolutely wowed me with the information she's been able to give me. If I give her an eye of a, of a horse or a dog or a cat, she can pretty much tell me the background of that animal. Uh, that's amazing. Um, I do work with her. I work with uh, Dr. Jim Jenks. Um, I work with uh, Dr. Um, Regan Golub. A lot of phenomenal people. Or I, I couldn't do what I do. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and and so do they. People go. You're in California, right? Is it um, yes. Northern or Southern California? Jeannie's in Northern California. Southern. We're in Central California. Where in Northern California are are you, Jeannie? I'm near Reading. Oh, for heaven's sakes! You're by a good friend of mine. Um, oh, oh my gosh! I love her. I just did a show. Aww. I can't think of her name. Oh, don't ever. <laughs> don't you hate when that happens? Oh. That's because you're on the air and you're you're on. Yeah, the spot. I, I know. Like, uh, so I It'll come remember. to you. You'll go. Oh, gee, <laughs> how stupid of me. <laughs> but that, you know, it's because you have a place that people can come and learn out out at your at your yes. ranch, right? Absolutely. They can, they come here and we set everything up to do a big course for the horses. We have horses here, um, on the farm that I can bring in and my, uh, my personal horse now, uh, Tommy. Uh, Tommy came in, uh, had a lot of problems. Mm. Uh, he's been completely redone and doing great and he's now my um, iridology horse that when people want to learn how to film or to find out how do you how do you take a picture of the eye of a horse mm-hmm. can we've got huge classrooms I can just uh, walk Tommy into one of the big classrooms and wow. and um, people can take a picture of his eye to see how it's done and then you also have on your site you have a you have the grid that you show there but I imagine that that comes as part of the course right it's part of the course, and I I also sell that separately now because of the new grid that we just did. Okay, so people can also buy the grid separately. Okay, that's good to know. So that, you know, because they might, especially I would think that people that are familiar with reflexology or even the one with the ear of the um, auricular, they could get this. They could understand how how this course yes. through the parts of the body and how things that are going on in your body you're gonna. 
they're going to manifest in the eyes. And yes. it, it makes sense to me because everything in our bodies show up. I mean, if you know, we hear people all the time, and if you work with small animals, um, Mercedes, you'll hear people say all the time, "Well, my dog's got this itchy out, you know, itchy skin, and you know, he's getting this or getting that." And we think, "Well, what are you feeding him? Exactly. <laughs> What's going on inside?" And with this grid, you could you could really you can pretty much see what's going on mm-hmm. with yeah. the horses. We've got it down pat. Wow. I can see what's going I can see how well the horse has been treated. Mm-hmm. In the top of the brain area or in the top of the grid, when you're looking at the eye of the horse, when you look at a horse, say you're maybe you're, you want to buy a horse or you're, uh, uh, this is a client horse, if you look in the eye of that horse and look at the top of the eye around, if you're looking at a clock by just 11 o'clock, say, to 1 o'clock, Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're seeing a lot of really dark lines up there, that's a real bad sign. That horse has had really some uneducated care. Mm. Oh, and that's Yeah, you'll need you'll need some time with that animal to oh. get him uh, back in shape. Right. So, Those lines so will never their, go away. So, so even their emotional stresses are going to show up then. Tremendous emotional stress, and like I say, the lines are not ever going to go away. They kind of wear as a scar. Are they so like a deep lesion like you see in some of the, the human they, irises? Right. Okay. Only they're right across the top of the, between 11 to 1, right in the, mm-hmm. what we call the brain area of the horse. Okay. And uh, when you see those up there, you know that there's been trouble. If you see a, an eye that has a lot of really dark markings in it, mm-hmm. Trouble. Something happened in those areas and bad injuries, and they have uh, in in uh, in iridology go through stages like the acute stage, which is real white stage. You go subacute; it gets a little um, more yellow instead of bright white, but it's still a painful stage. To the chronic, this kind of a gray stage. Uh, and um, and that is most of the animals you'll see will be in a chronic stage because the, the injuries have been done and the horse has just learned to deal with it. But the tissue in that area is still weak. Uh, one of the horses we did yesterday, they just bought this horse and and they wanted uh, they wanted a complete workup done on it and and uh, I loved this horse. It was just beautiful, but had a lot of problems and. So telling her where these problems were, the old injuries were showing up, which means that the tissue in that area is weak. Mm-hmm. So if she wants to use this horse as a barrel racer and these legs are have weak tissue in them, don't do that. Right, mm-hmm. not the horse for you. Mm-hmm. Or if you're using, uh, if you're using, or if you want a nice trail horse. Uh, and you're seeing these problems in the lake, but you're not jumping over fences. You're just relaxing and having a great time with a horse on a trail. Uh, you know, you're fine. Uh, so the eye will tell you how much pressure the horse has put, had put on him. I just find that so fascinating how everything is just so connected. <laughs> and how if no matter what you go through emotionally, or physically, or whatever, it's going to show up in the eye. It's going to show up in other parts of the body that we've talked about here on Animal Talk Naturally. There is no, there is no isolated anything in the body. Oh, no, it's, isn't it something? Um, it, everything, everything works off another part. 
Yeah, and, 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 and yet modern medicine has attempted, and I say attempted because they haven't been successful in my opinion, um, to, to treat each thing as a separate individual thing, and um, they've done very well at, at convincing people that that's how it is. You know, that... Uh, well, they just know. treat the symptom normally instead right. of trying to find the cause and getting rid of the cause. Well, and then the cause, again, is also very... Um, it's, it's, it's a whole body thing, right. isn't it? Exactly. You're, you've got to look at the whole body. I remember the first time Dr. Eckert said that. Uh, we had a horse came in, and, and this leg was really bad. I didn't know what was wrong. We, hadn't, we didn't do the film on it. But she said, Mercedes, don't look at that leg. Look at the whole body. It has nothing to do with the leg. Look at the whole body of this horse. It's just showing mm-hmm. up in the leg or that, showing up in wherever, you know, right. outwardly. You know, and the outward symptoms is often the body's way of trying to throw off the illness from the serious internal organs yeah. that, that are life, can be life-threatening. They're, they're throwing it off exactly. here and there to, to parts of the body so that, um, you know, for example, ear infections are a sign of something else that the body's trying to protect from it going deeper. And yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. And one so, of the one of my pet peeves with horses are people when they get it. Oh well, I'm going to cleanse his liver. Or I'm going to cleanse his colon. No, 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 no. If you're going to do anything, build that horse. Don't cleanse anything. Build mm-hmm. unless you're seeing a really drastic problem in the small intestinal system and the colon. Then see somebody that knows what they're doing. Don't just get some Chinese herbs and you've got to see somebody who knows what they're doing yeah and a lot of these things that we talk about you do guess what Mercedes we have actually run out of time what a bummer so I'm going to invite (laughs) I know we're going to invite everybody to go to your website at www.equineiridology.com you will find that linked on our site also and I'm going to put you on the spot Mercedes I don't know if we alerted you to this or not but we ask our guests to share what parting words of wisdom would you like to impress upon the audience in closing well, um, I would like to say um, the more education you can get in all the animals, and not just the horse, that's just been my my baby for a while, but now I'm on the dog and the cat, and all the wisdom you can get on every part of that body is just will help everybody, will help mankind completely. Mm. It will, and we invite everybody to go check out your site and, and, you know, get interested in this. And even if you have have horses, you might consider taking this course. I know I would. If I had horses, and even if I didn't, I still am interested. So um, we really appreciate that you took time out to be with us today, Mercedes. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. And we look for great things to come from you. to help all of our animals so thank you so much thank you so much for being with us and next week we're going to have Dr. Patricia um, McConnell talking with us more about dog behavior so in a spirit of love and truth we hope you all have a tail wagging hoof stomping wing flapping perfectly animal talking day pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally. Naturally.